Are you ready? Oh, yeah! Strap yourselves in for the Gaming Hub. Your hosts, Tyler. You can't handle the truth. Graham. The force is strong. And Steven. You cannot be serious! Let's get started. Hey everybody, welcome to the Gaming Hub. This is episode 145. I'm your host, Tyler, saying thanks so much for joining us. And I'm here as always with our two co-hosts. Uh, let's start with Graham. How are you tonight, Graham? Well, I'm doing really well that I'm not outside because I'd be an ice cube because it is a deep freeze. And I know you have more of a deep freeze, but it's still pretty cold here. Uh, so I've been staying inside, playing some video games, played some Overcooked 2, played some NHL 19. And I actually punched in a lot of time in Pokemon Let's Go uh, just because I want to get so far because you can incorporate Pokemon Let's Go and Pokemon Go and you can like kind of evolve and like there's there's little things about that where they uh, intertwine. So definitely looking forward to that. And another game I also played was it was a beta. It was Anthem. I didn't play it too much, but from what I played, I enjoyed it and Definitely looking forward to the full release. Uh, I don't know if you guys got a chance to get your hands on it, but pretty cold where you guys are, except for Steven, obviously. How cold is it there, Steven? Freezing. It's freezing cold. <laughs> I'm icicle. Um, I'm Steven, by the way. Thanks, yeah. Graham. Hi, Steven. <laughs> and uh, and I'm I'm doing I'm doing pretty good. Um, I, I I meant to mention this last week on the show, but I, I it slipped my mind until the end, and I didn't really have a good segue into it. So, uh, like, we, I was I was at I was at school, or uh, you know, at, at my work, and and we were playing kickball, and they were, they were making a name for the team, and like that I was on, I was playing with them against one of the other uh, teachers and and his team, and and one of them was like, you know, let's name it the unicorn. Um, and then, and then another kid was like the rainbow unicorns. And I was like, no, the purple rainbow unicorns. So that was our team name in kickball. And I wanted to give a shout out to, uh, to Graham. Cause I thought that you guys would appreciate that. So that was, that was kind of funny for, for what happened. But, um, yeah, I mean, I've been playing some games, I guess, uh, over the weekend. I think I finished Hitman two. If I didn't finish it last week, I honestly can't remember when I finished it. Uh, oh, I played Halo Master Chief Collection. No, I finished Hitman two the week before. Sorry. I played Halo Master Chief Collection, and I don't know if this will be up in time, but in case it is, uh, we're doing a like community play on Saturday um, on Twitch at TSH Gaming Hub. Uh, and if you want to come join us, like feel free. Uh, Discord's probably the easiest way to see what time we're actually going to do it. I'm thinking 6 Pacific, 8 Eastern, but it could be a little earlier, a little later, and we don't know how long it'll be run for, but it, it should be fun. Um, but other than that, like there, there's one game that that just came out that uh, I don't know if I don't know if you guys are aware, but I was super excited for. <laughs> you uh, made us that, aware. And that title title was Kingdom Hearts three. Uh, and let me just tell you, I put almost ten hours into it so far, and it's the greatest thing I've ever played, hands down, no question. It's a ten out of ten. It's it can't even be rated on the scale. It is the <laughs> best thing in the entire world. Uh, there is nothing better. That's all that matters now, um, gaming-wise, is Kingdom Hearts 3. And if it doesn't win Game of the Year, it'll be a travesty, I tell you. A travesty. Um, and that's my review of Kingdom Hearts 3. I'm very I'm very objective. I'm the most objective, like, out of anybody. Uh, so, yeah. But, no, it's been, it's been a blast. It looks absolutely stunning. It's definitely the best-looking game I've played on my One X. Uh, Red Dead. Forza? Nope, Forza... 
Forza looked good, but not not as good as Kingdom Hearts 3. Uh, Red Dead Redemption looked more realistic because it's a realistic-based game. But the vibrancy of the colors and everything and just the like the amount of stuff that like kind of oh what's the word like the dichotomy i guess between the colors i mean that's the five dollar word as as someone might say or a ten dollar word but um <laughs> like <laughs> the colors look amazing like it's absolutely stunning to look at and the gameplay like i i've seen some reviews saying it's not it's not their favorite in the series but i think i i disagree i i think it has some of the best combat in the series it's it's just so much fun the amount of stuff you can do the amount of stuff you can like kind of change up on the fly just having a blast like beating enemies to a pulp just so much fun um so if, if you get a chance to get your hands on it i highly recommend it um i i know tyler's gonna give it a go and you'll be able to hear his thoughts hopefully next week yeah where he'll probably trash the game no matter what what his actual opinion is because you know tyler can't ever like something i like uh, and that's just how it is. And that'll segue right into Tyler. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Uh, you know, it's been a busy week for me, uh, non-gaming wise. So to be honest, I haven't played anything. I'm, as I said on the show last week, I'm getting ready to move. I'm actually moving tomorrow morning. And, uh, you know, as we, as we record on a Thursday night. So first of all, if this episode gets out a little later than normal, apologies for that. I'm waiting to get you know, set up and moved in and get internet and everything hooked up and all that stuff. So we'll, we'll kind of see how it goes. And hopefully we'll be able to get it out in normal time. So, yeah, I uh, I'm getting ready to do that. So I'll be uh, I'll be a lot happier about three days from now. I absolutely hate moving more than anything in the world. So, um, uh, I'm just excited to get it over with. But uh, other than that, yeah, like I said, I didn't really play anything this week. But I want to ask you guys uh, your thoughts because you both played just you both played some of the anthem demo. And what did you think of it? And we'll get into the other stuff later, but just the quality of the game. Uh, well, I thought the quality was quite good. Um, like, one thing I didn't really like about it was it basically didn't teach you, like, it wasn't like a tutorial where, like, it tells you, like, step by step, like, what controls. Like, I know you could pause the game and go into the menu and look up the controls. Because, like, at one point where... Because they show it as like you're always flying and stuff like that, so I'm thought, well, shouldn't be that hard like fly, like should be able to tell you that. And then there was like kind of a a story mission, so I'm like, okay, maybe you have to like do something to get the ability. But then I found out that people just ran and just started flying. So then I kind of just messed around with the controls a bit and figured it out. Uh, as far as the gameplay, it seemed to play quite well when you could get in. I know there was server issues and stuff like that, which will get into a bit later but uh the game played well um i i definitely was enjoying it now as far as time i put in i definitely put in more time to destiny so i can't really make a combination of that i've talked to other people who said they like people play destiny a lot say they like it a lot more so i'm just the part where you get go underneath water and stuff like that and i like the little option where when you're like running in water or if you're in water like you you cool down which makes it more realistic, right? So I like how they just add these little tweaks and stuff like that. Um, I did quite enjoy it. I've only had the one javelin. I don't know if you could actually add other ones in the beta. But from what I played, I, I quite enjoyed it. Uh, what do you, any thoughts, Stephen? Well, I'm sure you have thoughts. What are your thoughts? They, well, first of all, they, they did open up the other models later. Okay. So you could use all of them. But yeah, Stephen, so what were your thoughts? 
Yeah, you could unlock one, I think, if you hit level 15 in the beta. It might have been 14. Um, you got the access to a second one, and then they did unlock all three of them. Uh, I I forgot, actually, I played it, uh, it this weekend. I, I played it for, like, you know, maybe an hour Saturday. Um, and it was it was okay. Like, the, the frame rate was pretty bad. I, I, I mean, I'd be lying if I said otherwise. Like, it, it kind of was, like, finicky and, like, cutting in and out a, a bit. But... Um, I, I don't know yet. I, I know that mission was pretty early in the game, but definitely not the beginning, I think, for... Because they tried to choose a non-spoilery mission that would give away, like, the story as a whole. Though, that's assuming the, the story's going to be actually good. And, like, unlike, you know, Destiny, I, I guess is the comparison, whether that's fair to make or not. Yeah. Like, Destiny's story has never been very good. Um, At least not the main story for the, like, the you know, vanilla versions of either game. Like, what we were playing with Forsaken was pretty interesting. And I know Taken King was was pretty awesome. Um, a lot of people liked that. I don't know about the story wise, but Forsaken was fun. But anyways, um, I, and someone pointed out in, in Twitch chat, and I forgot about this. Yeah, me Because I only too. played one mission. But yes, oh my gosh, the loading screens. Like, every everywhere you, like, go, it's it's just loading screen, loading screen, loading screen. And that's that's annoying. It's It's so different than the stuff i'm used to playing like you know red dead redemption had hardly any you know um neither did god or well i mean god of war did but maybe only in between missions but it was very seamless between like like the story parts and the and the gameplay right and just games have kind of gotten away from loading screens and it's it's very when you're in a mission it, it it's it's really silly to have loading screens yeah but, I, I, I don't know if this is 100% true, so maybe I shouldn't even be mentioning it, but I did see some some people hint that this was supposed to be a older, like, version of the game, that and all the stuff people have been complaining about have already been fixed and, and are supposed to be fixed for the, for the full game. I don't know if that's true. Uh, I think this beta, though, was more for testing the servers, and we'll get into that later. Uh, but I don't know. Like, the game gameplay was all, all right it was kind of fun to fly around i mean there's no the shooting wasn't super smooth but i mean you know don't hate me but i never thought that bioware bioware ha, has had good shooting in the past i don't think mass effect has great shooting mechanics uh so feel free to you know yell at me and call me a heretic and all that but i don't know i i'm not i haven't been completely sold on the game but i'm gonna i'm gonna, I'm gonna take it with a grain of salt like this just just the beta and see see where it goes from here and i mean I'll, I'll definitely be playing the game when it comes out i just don't know for how long yeah uh, i hope it improves but yeah that, that loading screen for sure like when you run into an area and it's like the wrong area and you turn around and you go back and it's like oh now i gotta do the loading screen again yep. like that that is kind of frustrating and i'd be really surprised if the final version like the completely that's gone because um, why did they have that in there right so i don't know Maybe fingers crossed. I hope, but it does take you away from it, and it does get annoying. So hopefully, it's not as bad. Fingers crossed. All right, all right, Stephen, take us away. Oh yeah, uh, <laughs> just a reminder, everybody. We are the official podcast of the Xbox Hub. Head on over to the xboxhub.com for all the latest and greatest in news, reviews, and everything in between in the world of Xbox. Um, we'd love to have you come join join our community uh and the easiest way to do that is head on over to twitch at txh gaming hub uh and there you'll find links to facebook discord twitter all that fun stuff 
And you can join Facebook at the Gaming Hub forums, and you can get links to everything else there. And we'd love to have you come join Facebook and Discord and all the other stuff because we have a lot of great conversation. It's the easiest way to see like what community plays might be going on, and we're having we're, the plans to have a lot of those going forward. Uh, any and then we can just talk about video games and movies and music and food. I mean, who doesn't love food? Like that's pretty awesome. Um, and if you want to shoot us an email, like feel free at the gaming hub podcast at gmail.com. You can yell at me for saying that Bioware shooting mechanics aren't very good, uh, or whatever. And you can disagree with me on kingdom hearts. I mean, you're just wrong, but that's, you know, you can do that in the email. Uh, you can check out YouTube at the gaming hub podcast and watch all episodes of our show. And you can watch me eat some spicy beef jerky. If you want to see me like in pain, because I said something you disagree with It's all there, all there. And there'll be some more stuff coming soon. I got some got some fun stuff in the works for you guys. And finally, you can head on over to Twitter at TXH Gaming Hub and see our awesome tweets that we have. No, we're not as funny as as your your Wendy's <laughs> or your uh, heck. I think Chick Fil A dragged Barbie or Burger King, you know, a little bit. But you know, Twitter mm -hmm. can be a fun place sometimes, and we can make it fun. You know, uh, if you follow us there, uh, you avoid the other the other stuff. So yeah, that's that's Twitter for you. All right. So if you'd like to support the show, there's a couple different ways to do that. And uh, the first one, like Steven talked about, we have a Twitch channel at uh, TXH Gaming Hub there. If you are an Amazon Prime member, you get a free Twitch Prime sub to use every single month. And if you choose to spend that on us, we really appreciate it. If not, uh, use it on somebody, help them grow, achieve their goals on Twitch. Second way, we have a Patreon page, patreon.com slash gaming hub. And for as little as $2 a month there, you can get access to exclusive content. That's just for patrons. And sometimes time exclusive content for patrons before it goes up on YouTube or gets posted as an ep uh, like an extra episode. Um, also, for as little as five dollars a month, you're honored to win a monthly giveaway just for patrons for sixty dollars in gift cards to the console of your choice. So, uh, a couple of ways to support us there, and like I said, we really appreciate it if uh, if you can do that. Graham, go ahead. Yes, and the way you guys can listen to us is on your phone and your, your PC, your Mac, whatever. We don't discriminate. Um, but there are other options that you guys may not know about, uh, mainly for your smartphone, and that is by downloading apps. And there's a couple of apps that I'm going to tell you about. One is uh, Radio Public. Now, like I said, this app can be obtained for free using your app store. And it just it's a pretty easy way of uh, listening to your favorite podcast, whether it's <clears throat> ours or another one. Uh, that's fine. And another one is a streaming uh, app, and uh, this is called Dash Radio. So the way it works is kind of like satellite radio, where they have different channels and different channels offer you like weather music and stuff like that. But they also offer a gaming channel, which is uh, called their multiplayer channel. So if you go under that, you'll find our podcast along with many other podcasts streaming. Uh, I don't know how many is on there right now. We got in there when it first uh, started, and they've, they've been adding more and more podcasts. So it's like a rotating thing where you'll get our latest podcast for throughout the week, and then when another week, you'll have a different one. So yeah, and if you guys like what you hear, hopefully you guys do, you guys can leave us a five-star rating on whichever platform you choose to listen to us. And if you got some time, you could just write us a comment. Don't have to be very long, but anything helps and it gets people to check it out and it helps grow this community and make us a great podcast. Thanks to you guys. So thank you all. And, uh, keep on uh, listening. Yeah. And if you, if you leave, uh, 
a review for us there and give us five stars. Good chance you'll hear it read on the show. So uh, go ahead and do that if you're so inclined. I would really appreciate it if you do. All right, guys, let's head into news uh, for this week. In the news. Grandma. Sad news for you, Metroid Prime 4 has had its development start over from the beginning with Retro Studios taking over development. So it's going to be a while before you see this game. Uh, are you sad? Uh, I'm not sad. Bec- I'm like a little bit sad. But when I heard that it's the Retro Studios who did the previous ones and I thought they did a bang up job and they just weren't happy with the way it was going. So they're like, OK, we're going to start this from scratch essentially and i'm okay with that there's still lots of nintendo games in the pipeline and stuff like that and this just gets show when metroid prime 4 comes it's gonna be even better and yeah like i don't know how many years this is gonna be now it's probably looking at a few years for sure which kind of sucks but i think in the long run when we get it it's gonna be well worth it and i'll be happy and right now at least they're not going to keep showing those snippets and snippets like Death Stranding looking at you. They're just saying, nope, we're starting all over, so we're not going to keep uh, teasing you with this. So I'm okay with that. Uh, I think it was a great choice uh, move. Like, I trust what Nintendo is doing. So, like, I am the optimistic one, as you guys would allude to. So uh, I think mm-hmm. it's I think it's good, and I'm okay with it. Okay. Steven, any thoughts? Yeah, um, I, I've never played a Metroid Prime game or a Metroid game in general. So, you know, okay. I, Same here. I mean, I might be missing out. Okay, so I had a demo on my 3DS and it took me longer than I care to admit that uh, it like how to figure out how to aim. You had to like use your the little pencil to like aim on the bottom screen. So you roll with the, the you know, the, the stick and then you could aim using the, the stylus. And I, okay. I, I couldn't figure it out. And. I didn't really know what like Metroid was because um, I was kind of a, a later later gamer, which is why like game like Kingdom Hearts is is in my um, <laughs> mm-hmm. in in one of my my all time favorites. You know, gotta bring back that. It's the most important thing. No, uh, I, it sucks for the the fans of this game. I, I've seen this game. I've seen Metroid games be speedrun countless times. It's it's a uh, it's one of the favorites of like the uh, games done quick. It, it's almost always there, one Metroid or another, sometimes more than one, and it's very fun to watch. Uh, so I I know there's a lot of he- like a lot of big Metroid fans that really want uh, a good game, but I mean th- this isn't gonna sound good, but you know you can take solace in the fact that like you know you want this game to be good, right? If it released and it was kind of terrible, it would suck. But if it you know, you wait an extra five years and the game comes out and it's a it's a 10 for you. That isn't that isn't that awesome. And this is coming from the guy who waited 12 years for Kingdom Hearts 3. So, I, you know, speaking from experience, you want the game to be good rather than just to be out. So it sucks. Yeah. But if it comes out good, I think you're, you're going to forget that you had to wait so long. Uh, and that's yeah, that's all I have for that. I agree. All right. Yeah, and I, I agree with that. So, you know, I. You know, Graham, uh, you've played the games. I, I really haven't. I think I might have played a little bit of one at some point. Don't even remember which one, to be honest with you. But I think any time that you see a studio recognize, like, hey, this is a problem, and make the decision to just start over from scratch because they have high standards for it, rather than just trying to get something out there, I, I think that's good. So, you know, I, I, I like it. I'd probably be a little bit more disappointed if it was a game I was really looking forward to. But at the same time, 
it's for the right reason, so I think it's a good move. Yeah. All right. All right, guys. We talked about Anthem earlier, and the demo was last weekend. And again, like we've seen so many other times with so many other games, servers so many. are a big issue. Yeah. So a lot of people couldn't even get in on the first day. And uh, they Bioware and EA had to work on it to get the server issue fixed so that people could actually get in and play. This resulted in a ton of backlash over social media towards both EA and Bioware. And I want to ask you guys, like, do you think that's fair? I, I personally feel like this is one of those things where, like, gamers, yeah, I mean, there's, I understand why people are upset. I do. But this is one of those things where I feel like there's a gap in the amount of understanding of what actually goes into making all this work. So, yeah. You know, what do you guys think on that? Whoever wants to go first. No, you're, you're right because I was kind of like, same thing. I'm like, man, why can't they ever get this right? They know how many people pre ordered it. They know how many people have EA access. They know how many potential users there can be at once. But then, like, I did a little bit of research, and I saw that some people tweeted who, like, are in the gaming industry, and they understand things more. So then when I was reading that, I'm like, okay, maybe I don't know everything. Okay, you got me. So, yes, when you when you read the explanation, then you kind of get more of an understanding. But I was like a lot of the people, I was kind of angry and thought it was ridiculous, but I was wrong. My bad. And yeah, like now I'm just being optimistic that when it comes out, it's going to be great. And I apologize for being angry. <laughs> what do you think, Steven? Yeah, I mean, it's easy to, to you know be upset about this right and it's easy to be like well it should be fixed but i feel like that is looking at it from one one point of view um and it's it's not the same in in on the side of development right and <laughs> i feel like i repeat myself every week but when we were talking about you know and reading blood sweat and pixels tyler uh, <laughs> um we were reading that and like we learned like that book's very well done. If you haven't read it, you definitely should go check it out. It's it's very interesting to see in like an inside view of the development world in in at least some some way. And so you, you know, you get kind of that inside view and you you forget that that they might have been doing everything they thought was was possible to keep this from happening and then all of a sudden something came up and and it's a new thing and then they have to, had to fix it. I mean, the heck, even in that book, like in the Diablo section, they were talking about, oh, I forget the error, exact number of the error code. I know PC fans probably have it, like PC Diablo 3 fans ha have it memorized just because it's it, it kind of got turned into a meme. But, you know, that I'm sure they had planned for, to, for the launch to go smoothly. And then, you know, an error happens and it takes forever to fix it. And, you know, you piss off your fans, but... That I don't necessarily know if that I don't think that's right. And again, this wasn't even the the main game. This was the beta, and it's very possible, or the demo, I should say, or VIP demo, as, as whatever they called it. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if this happens again on launch. And I, man, can you imagine Tyler the backlash if this happens again on launch? Like if there are server issues going into the game and you can't log in, it probably will. Yeah, I feel like there was another game. It did the same thing. I can't. Yeah, think I feel. What it I was. feel like this is absolutely going to happen again on launch. 
Because the the amount of people that are going to play on launch day is going to dwarf the amount that played last weekend. But according so, according to well Twitter, um, but I think people from the company, it wasn't a it had nothing to do with like servers. It had to do with like a bug in in the code for okay. the game. Um, and so, yeah. which again is why someone said that it wasn't the the most recent build. It was an old build that was being used for this. And so if that's the case, then I guess I can see why that happens. And, and on the new the new build, if that's the case, then, you know, we'll, we'll, I guess time will tell. Well, usually what we see happen, though, is we see it on launch day, maybe the day after, some issues with it, right? Yeah. And then, you know, everybody's there working, like, overtime, probably sleeping at the office, whatever, you know, and... It gets fixed, and then there's not really problems after that. Yeah. Do, it gets a lot better. Do, the exception that I remember, anyway, is Battlefield 4, when that came out back in, what, 2013 or whatever it was. And that went through a lot of issues for months. Yeah, that's the game before, I was thinking about. Yeah, before it was finally fixed. But for the most part, more recently, we've seen games, you know, encounter issues early. Remember when Sea of Thieves launched and nobody could get in? Yep. So... That one was understandable, but, though, with the Game Pass yeah, thing. Sure, but literally, like, three days later, it was fine. So, but I get it. Like, people are excited. They want to play it on the first day. They pre-ordered it. They're excited to get their hands on it. And then it doesn't work. So, I'm telling you, if we had recorded this conversation last Friday night, when the issues were happening, it would have been a totally different conversation than we're having right now. You you would have gotten a Stephen a Stephen rant. Yeah, because we had the same initial reaction that I think a lot of other people did, which is why is this still a thing? But then when you step back and you look at it, you're like, okay, I mean, I get it. It's just disappointing. I mean, it's okay for fans to be disappointed because they're being kind of promised that something's going to be there on a day on a certain day, and it's not, and that sucks. So I get it, but. I just want to stress to everybody out there, just have a little bit of patience. I get it. But I, I think that there's things going on there that it's not just as simple as like flipping a switch or hitting a key on the keyboard and having it all work. So, I, and we'll know if th if this was like an older build um, or not, if if mm. the loading screens are, are still a thing. Like if there's constant loading screens in level, then then I am definitely not inclined to believe that that was an old build as people have claimed or said. Yeah. Um. I don't. I, it was. I couldn't really find a second source to verify that. So I again take that like phrase with a, gra a grain of salt. Um. But I, I kind of believe it. Mm -hmm. Kind of. Yeah. We'll see. All right. Moving on, uh, Sony has supposedly put dev kits for the PS5 in the hands of first-party developers, and for those first-party teams developing for the PS5 is the focus. Any surprise at all here, guys? Super surprised. Yeah, like right? I, I never would have believed that that PlayStation <laughs> 5 was being the focus when uh, Sony was skipping E3. It just doesn't make sense. Doesn't make sense. No, I mean, obviously I'm kidding. Yeah, like, no, no surprise whatsoever. Well, yeah. I, I fell off my chair then. Like You guys didn't hear it because I muted my mic, but I fell off my chair. That would, that would <laughs> just surprise me. I, no, yeah. this is pretty typical. Like, <laughs> like, there's not much going on in Sony's world right now. So they're like, okay, we want people to know that we're working on things. And it's like, yes, we know this, but they wanted to make yeah. a point to point it out and let us know. So 
Uh, well, and it's, it's, it's not it's not necessarily something they announced though. It was kind of a rumor thing, but I mean, it makes total sense because this is what should be happening right now. Yeah, I mean, not big news, but I do think the one thing that I think sort of clarifies is, like, a lot of people have these hopes and dreams that some of these big titles like Last of Us Two and Death Stranding are coming out in 2019, and they're not. No. Like, they're focused on getting these things ready for the PlayStation 5. And, and Last of Us 2 might be out before it, but not by much. So, you know, and I might be wrong on that, and I'd, I'd be happily wrong if I can play it earlier, but it's uh, Death Stranding for sure is not a 2019 game. Yeah, no, there's been so much, like, on the internet about it's not coming out for a long time. Oh, it's coming out in 2019. Oh, it's coming in a long time. No, it's early 2020. It's like, it's all over the place. Nobody knows Everyone is just guessing and stuff like that. And when a placeholder comes up, everyone's like, oh, no, it's going to be released this year. It's like, no, that's just a placeholder. But I don't know. I I get how people yeah, are I mean, hungry for this. Yeah. But you they, see, they like, have some attention. random guy off of, like, Reddit, and they post something, and, you know, they're, like, data mining or whatever, and they find, you know, some little thing, and then all of a sudden everybody just latches onto that and believes that it's, like, completely true. And a lot of times it's not. So I, I don't see those games coming out this year. I'm, I, I'd be absolutely floored if Death Stranding came out in 2019. But I, I'd be very surprised if uh, Last of Us 2 did, but I wouldn't be as shocked. All right. Uh, last up of news. So on Major Nelson's podcast, uh, his most recent one, he interviewed Phil Spencer, and Phil said that Xbox is, quote, going big at E3 this year. So I want to ask you guys, because they say that every year, right? Yeah, everybody like, says that. Like, they never come out everything. and... They, nobody ever comes out and is like, it'll be okay. <laughs> yeah. It's probably not, not going to be as good as last year, you but... Know, yeah, it's probably not going to be your best one, but... Still but be I, I, you know, it'll be all right. So, keeping that in mind, what, what would you guys define as going big? Because he didn't get into any details, and I don't blame him. It's too early for that. But what would you guys consider going big? Steven, we'll start with you here. Uh, you know, games that are coming out this year. I don't know. Like, I guess you could announce a new Xbox for the year. Like, the next generation. I guess that'd be going big. Um, that'd be going huge, actually. Because no one, no one, like, thinks that, right? That'd be a huge surprise. Uh, arguably that. a mistake, too. But I think, I don't think, I don't, that's the only thing, like, I guess if they announce like five games that are coming out that no one expected, that's going pretty big that are coming out this year. I, I don't know. Like it's going to take a lot, a lot. I, I, I just, I don't know. Yeah. And he did say that he loves their game lineup for this year, but we don't know if there's any real big surprises in there. He could just mean he's really happy with having crackdown three, um, Ori and the will of the West and, uh, gears five on the docket for 2019 he might just mean that we don't know and forza horizon or not Ryzen. uh yeah it'll be forza, forza motorsport what eight seven this time around seven i think yeah uh we had seven last time oh okay yep so it'll be eight but yeah i mean we know we're getting that too yeah so graham i don't know what would stand out for you is saying okay i think they're gonna seize this opportunity and go big they're gonna talk about their streaming console uh okay. maybe like i don't even know how many really consoles they have like coming up but i know they'll well i don't know i think they'll go with the streaming one 
and possibly just talk about the future of the next console. I don't know if they'll do a reveal, but I think they'll focus on the streaming one, uh, maybe some of the services mm -hmm. they're going to offer. And I think they're going to have some big titles from uh, some of this, the new studios that they bought. So, yeah. like they said, they're not going to spare any expense. They're going to go big. And I think, why not? Like Sony bowed out and it gives them a great opportunity to like go big. Like, why not? Right. Um, and they might, Sony might regret this. But uh, I'm glad to see that Xbox wants to take advantage of this because I don't know how the whole scheduling is going to work now if they're going to make up for the lost time that they would have had with Sony. So I'm curious to see what their plan is, but I have pretty big expectations for Xbox. And I don't think Phil would say this if he didn't know that it's going to be huge and they're going to have big announcements because they seem to be like really pushing the ante now of being like, like surprising fans and stuff like that. So it'd be be great to see. Um, and the fact that they ended with Cyberpunk 2077 last time, maybe they'll have a huge thing on Cyberpunk too, which that would get me excited. Yeah. So, yeah, no, bring it on. Let's see what you got. Okay. I mean, I'll just add a couple things onto that. I think they need to move back into the convention center rather than doing offsite. It's a clear opportunity for them to sort of be the centerpiece of it with Sony not going this year. And I think they need to move their um, conference into that Monday night slot where Sony has been for years. So if they can get there and, you know, I don't, I don't see why if they go into it this year, they'd really ever have to give it up. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, you get a chance to kind of get the last word. And at that point, I know Nintendo has like their treehouse thing the next day. It's not the same. Yeah. Maybe, so maybe Nintendo, maybe they want to have something on Monday now. I doubt it. Nintendo's gone away from doing the live shows. Yeah. Like, they do the streaming thing. They can control the message there. Like, Nintendo's known for super awkward live <laughs> Yes. The Switch one was so, live, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. The reveal where they snap their fingers? Yes. Uh, and that was super awkward, too. Except that was the greatest thing I've ever watched, so they <laughs> need to do more more of that. That was yeah. fun to me. I, I mean, I know it was a little, like, awkward, but I think it was awkward in, like, the fun way. Where it's like mm -hmm. they're trying to make it like super in interesting or entertaining, and it's just like, you know, oh, it's so cute that they're. <laughs> I mean, maybe that's condescending, but I I liked it. I I thought it was good, and I I wish we had more of that. I the online stuff, the one where they I'd imagine they re-record things a billion times to make sure it's perfect. Um, yeah. So all right, that everybody's gonna do it for news this week. And let's go ahead and move into releases. We'll start with Xbox. Now in stores. We get Spike Volleyball on the 5th, Astroneer on the 6th, and 39 Days to Mars also on the 6th. Uh, Games with Gold, new for February. You can get Bloodstained Curse of the Moon on Xbox One through the 28th of February. You can still get WRC 6 through the 15th and through backwards compatibility, Assassin's Creed Rogue through the 15th. Uh, February. Steve, what can we get for PlayStation? All right. On the first, you can get Royal Assault and Song of Memories. And then on the fifth, you can get Scorcery. Uh, that's a pretty dope name. And it's your last week to be able to get Steep and Portal Knights. Uh, the new PS Plus game should be out soon. Um, and I think they'll probably start on the 7th of February, 7th or 8th. So... Yeah, last chance to get those two hard-hitting hard games. Graham, what do we got for Nintendo? 
Well, for Nintendo, let me tell you. Just sit down and relax, and I'll be able to tell you. We have V-Rally 4 coming out on February the 5th. Then on February 7th, this is a game that I've played on the Xbox and have enjoyed. It's Defense Grid 2. And then finally, on February the 8th, you can get... Now, I didn't make this up. This is actually a game. Food Truck Tycoon. Now, yes, it doesn't leave much to the imagination, but I'm sure they probably have some inventive little things on the go in there. So if you guys are into those kind of games, then there you go. That's all I have. All right. So that does it for releases. Steven, what do we have for questions? All right. First question from Despawn. Uh, He asks, how do you guys handle the backlog of games that you may or may not have? Okay. I, (laughs) I do have, have a huge backlog and it keeps increasing, increasing. Basically you need to have a, good uh, responsibility (laughs) you have to say okay i'm not going to buy or download another game until i beat two or three that would actually get you through your backlog do i do that no i offer good advice i just don't take my own advice so i i just keep plugging away at it just chipping away i know i'm just i'm not gaining any ground but i've accepted it i think you need to accept that you're not going to complete all these games and even games that you've even paid big money for like far cry that's a good example for me i thought i was going to play the crap out of that and i didn't so i i just don't think you can just get all like bent out of shape on uh got so many games to get through and just focus on the ones that you want and have your blinders on and don't look at a shiny thing and then download it which i do and i'm sure Stephen yeah. does as well yeah, I'll, I'll be honest. I don't handle it <laughs> very well. <laughs> um, I have so many games in my backlog right now that, you know, some of which I really, really wanted to play, like when they first came out and I just never have. So uh, it's something I want to get back into. Usually this time of year is great for that. Not this year. At least not once we get into the middle of February and beyond, because we're getting just as many, you know, AAA titles or almost just as many as we saw during the fall. So February, you mean you mean on the 20, uh, the 28th? That was when it started. Sure. Um, so, why, but no, and <laughs> why? Oh, I can tell you why. I, I don't know. No, if I, I think we're good. Kingdom Hearts 3. <laughs> so, but no, I mean, there's a lot of, you know, big time games coming out in the early part of the year this year in the first quarter between like, like Steven said, end of January through April. And that's, uh, that's going to command more of my time. So I don't know how I'm going to do it. I don't manage it well. So I'll just say that, Stephen. <laughs> yeah, um, I am absolutely probably the worst at, at us at handling the backlog. As I have, as some of you, our, our longer listeners have known, I am terrible at beating games. I don't do it. And so those games still sit in the backlog. I play them and never beat them. Uh, you know, I keep wanting to, like, you know, dwindle it down and get it down and play the games and complete them and then, you know, get rid of them. Um, and not really, like, get rid of them because most of my games are digital now, so I can't really sell them, but just, you know, uninstall it or whatever. But because I game share and I, you know, and we do the podcast, we do kind of feel like we need to play most of the games that come out, like not uh, most of the games we mentioned for releases this, this week, but you know, all the big triple a titles and then the good indie games. 
um, we, we feel like playing. So that means our backlogs, you know, grow and we never really put a dent into them. And that sucks. So I, I really don't like what I would do is something like Graham said, where I try to I play three games before I can buy a new one. Right. Um, and then three games and before I could buy a new one and that, that would be the best way to, to get, to get it down. But I, yeah, I just, I don't handle it. So. All right. Up next. All right. Next question. Tony, he asks, what is your guys go-to food when you're gaming all night? I don't even know that I have one, honestly. Yeah. I, um, I can't say that I do. I can't say that I sit there and like, like munch on stuff while I'm playing. So, I'm probably a bad person to ask. Uh, Graham, do you? Well, I don't have anything in particular, but if, say, I'm preparing for, I don't know, a marathon of gaming and I don't want to mm-hmm. go out and cook food and all that stuff, then there's a really good chance that I'm going to order pizza and you guys might get angry and chat and all that stuff, but I'm ordering myself a pineapple Hawaiian pizza. <laughs> there's going to be pineapple on that pizza. Might not even be Hawaiian, but there will be pineapple. Um, and as far as just little like snacks and munchies, like Twizzlers, I don't want anything that's going to be like too greasy and like a hand on my controller and stuff like that. So I try to stay away from the messy chips or, or like hot wings. I'm, <laughs> I know some people eat that while they're gaming. I'm like, how can you eat something like that? Like to me, that's not gaming food. But yeah, pizza is usually a pretty good go to for me. Uh, yeah, what about I, you, Steven? Yeah, I, I love wings, Graham, but I can't, like, there's no way yeah. you can do that while you're playing video games. Steven, sorry, go I, ahead. I eat nothing. Um, like, yeah. I wait till I'm, like, absolutely starving, and then that's when I stop playing to go get food. Just because I can't, uh, like, I don't like eating while I'm holding a controller. I don't like the grease. And I'll tell you, you know, you want to really get mad at me, I'll save Graham from the pineapple on pizza, and I'll take your hate this episode. <laughs> Uh, I, when I game, eat pizza with a fork because I don't want to get the grease on my hands. That way I can, I can sit, cut, like cut a piece, put it in my mouth, continue playing without ever having to worry about, you know, gaming. And honestly, the first time I ate while gaming in as long as I can remember was on uh, Tuesday. I put Totino's pizza rolls in the, in the oven um, and continued playing Kingdom Hearts and then got them out of the oven, put them on a plate. And ate them while, while, while gaming. And I guess that that's that would be the the easiest thing because I just don't want grease on my fingers. It it feels weird on the controller. I don't eat. I don't like chips for the same reason. It, it, all of it. It's just I like my controller to stay clean. So yeah, I I I'm sorry. I, you know, call me a monster all you want, Twitch. All you <laughs> want. It's it, it's it's nothing to do with like. I don't think it's the proper way to eat pizza. But I'm not when I'm playing a game. If I'm trying to play. Like, and while eating, I'll do it with a fork. Otherwise, I'll eat pizza normally. Like, I understand that it's a bit weird, and some people <laughs> some people might not, might not uh, you know, think it's kosher, as it will. And you know what? Just send your hate. I can take it. Okay? I can take it. Do you it. eat chips with a fork, too? Yes. Everything. <laughs> like, you know, I eat everything with a fork. Except for spaghetti, I eat that with my hands. Because I'm a real Okay. Uh, <laughs> All right. So uh, let's do one more. One more. All right. Let's go with JBuzz. Yes. Do you think music and games has the ability to change the game from an okay game to one of the best games ever? Well, yeah. Yeah. Go ahead, uh, Tyler. Uh, yeah, uh, absolutely. It does. And I think that's true for movies as well. So like music helps set the tone and 
you know, the fuel of the game and all that stuff. So, 100%. Like, would Halo be Halo without the Halo soundtrack? See, that's what I was going to ask you, Tyler, was mm -hmm. <laughs> um, would, would you think Halo was as amazing? Like, what would you rate Halo without the music? Or, yeah, without the music. And I, I remember we talked about this two episodes ago. We got a question, yeah. like, which one would you give up? And music, and we asked uh, whether, like, video game soundtracks and movie soundtracks count in, in that. Like, was it all music or just, like, top? And that, and that person did clarify, yeah, by the did, way. It's yes. like, no. Uh, yeah. No, it doesn't count. So, um, but yeah, I think with soundtracks, it absolutely plays a monstrous role in games and movies. And TV, for that matter. Yeah. Yeah, I would say with yeah. some games, for sure. It, it's that thing just brings the game to another level with the music with it and stuff like that. Even, even some movies, like mm -hmm. uh, Tyler said. So, like... I think music is a quintessential thing for games. So, yeah, ab absolutely. He brought up he brought up Kingdom Hearts as his okay to best games, and that's crazy because Kingdom Hearts was absolutely a great game before the music, and then the music just makes it like the best game ever um, in the history sure. of the world. Uh, but yeah, with like Halo, like Halo wouldn't be Halo without the, uh, the music. And after Halo One, I don't even know if you want to like like a great game. I mean, Skyrim, same thing. The music helps that game tremendously uh you know most of your rpgs i mean mo yeah just every game like imagine if you turn the music off i i know there's some people that play with the music volume like down to zero i think you're crazy if you do that because the music definitely enhances the game um yeah so yeah that's just how the, the only time i say absolutely doesn't is the soundtracks in like sports games you know uh, excuse me madden's had a great soundtrack phenomenal it was okay i actually really it was fine uh, you know, for sports games, I really liked when we could put our own music into it, and I really wish they would bring that back, because yeah. I love playing to my own soundtrack. Well, Graham, you can listen to Spotify while you play on your Xbox now. You can. Um, that that was a new thing. Not, I mean, it wasn't. It's not super new, but it definitely was after PlayStation yeah. had the ability. But yeah, you can sure. you can turn the music off in your sports games and play your own playlist if you want. That is yeah. true. Right. Yeah, you can turn NHL soundtrack off because that is garbage. <laughs> so, oh yeah, someone mentioned there's two they good have, songs. On they there. haven't been good in a long time. Yeah. Right. So, all right, that does it for questions this week, and uh, let's go and get out of here. And uh, you know, uh, definitely a short episode this week, everybody. Uh, apologies, but um, a not a whole lot of big news stories, and and b to be honest, I, I want to try to have a chance to get this edited and posted um with all uh, the whole moving thing going on so uh hopefully you'll forgive us one week of having a, a, a shorter up and uh, we'll be back you know next week with a regular length one that usually ranges somewhere between an hour and 15 and two hours so all right uh with that that is gonna do it for episode number 145 we're on the march of 150 guys we are just strolling along yeah so uh, just a quick reminder, if you want to join the community, uh, a couple of ways to do that. You can go on Facebook, look up the Gaming Hub forums. You can go on Twitch, TXH Gaming Hub on Twitch. From either of those places, you get a link to our Discord and, uh, and join that. If you want to help support the show, a couple of ways to do that. Uh, again, Twitch, TXH Gaming Hub. If you're an Amazon Prime member, you get a free Twitch Prime sub to use every single month. And we'd love it if you choose to uh, use that free sub on, on us. So other way is we have a uh, Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash gaming hub. 
And for as little as $2 a month, you can get exclusive content, bonus content, all that good stuff. For as little as $5 a month, you're entered into a monthly giveaway for $60 in gift cards to the console of your choice, and that's just for patrons. All right, guys, that's it for 145. And we'll be back next week with 146. Until then, everybody, thank you so much for joining us. And uh, have a great week. Stay safe, play some great games, and we will talk to you soon. All right, everyone, take care and be safe. Have a good one. Stay warm.